0: Someone once said that all prayer can be reduced to one word Help! (laughs) And I think there's a lot of truth to that, although we know there are different kinds of prayers. There are the prayers of thanksgiving and the prayers of adoration. And last Sunday we talked about the prayer of contemplation just to be in the presence of the divine, not demanding, not asking, just to be in holy communion with. But I must confess. Most of our prayers are petitionary prayers. There's something that we think we need, and so we are not afraid to ask. Now, there are all kinds of different levels of petitionary prayers, from, well, from the, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all draw Porsches. And of course, the answer to that prayer is no. <laughs> and all the way to the petitionary prayer that was found in Auschwitz by a, a rabbi, they believe who wrote this prayer before he was executed. Lord, I ask now that you hear my prayer as I pray for those who are about to kill me. I ask that you bless those who hate me. Now, this is a Jewish rabbi praying the most Christ-like prayers, but it is still a petitionary prayer. And so we are called. It's it's okay to ask and to ask for silly things and to ask for great things. I can remember the first time I came into this idea of, of prayer when I was in, oh, I think I was about seven or eight years old, and I was at a, one of those Italian carnivals, the old parish carnivals they used to have, and and, and 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 I wanted to impress my cousin Dolores, and they had those little milk bottles, and you'd throw the ball at the milk bottles, and I said, Dolores, watch me win you a cupid doll. So I put my nickel down, and I threw, and the ball went right down into the ground. And I said, oh, I, I think I know what's wrong. So I picked up, put my other nickel down, and I picked up the ball, and I went, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou, Then I picked up the ball, and boom, right down into the ground. I says, I think I know what's wrong. Our Father who art in heaven, Hail Mary, full of grace, glory be to the Father. I wasn't praying enough. I wasn't, and, and yet I threw the ball and boom and went right down into the ground. You know, my father played minor league professional baseball for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He had three sons, three of the biggest athletic duds that ever walked the face of the earth. You know, and he used used to take us out in the backyard, and and this has nothing to do with the homily. Was great. We'd play catch because the great game between fathers and sons is catch. You give and you receive, and you receive and you give and you give and back ball. And he said, "Now, boys, throw the ball." And he bought us these beautiful mitts, and we pick up the ball and we'd go. Oh, it was terrible. It was just terrible. But he was a holy man. He understood that this is who we were, and accepted us for who we are. Petitionary prayers it's it's all kinds of of things of asking God to somehow change the world uh, change the world in which we live but Does he? Are are those prayers heard? Uh, In line of what I just spoke I can remember being absolutely devastated. And I was reminded when I heard another person tell exactly the same story, when a woman was told that uh, that uh, she had incurable cancer and was going to die, and, and this fundamentalist minister told her, oh no, you have to know how to pray. You need to know how to say the right words. And if you say the right words, that God will hear you. And if he doesn't hear you and you die, you did not pray correctly. And I thought, how? sinful because god does answer prayers but not always in the way that we hope or expect or want what's going on here and why is jesus daring to teach his disciples how to pray He had just finished praying himself, and my hunch is it was a truly contemplative prayer, a prayer that he was in communion with. And yet, today, he's going to give them some petitionary prayers, some things to ask for. But here's how he begins. When you pray, uh, Matthew adds the hour, but Jesus begins in Luke's Gospel simply with, when you pray, say, Father, Abba. Not Yahweh, not Elohim, not El Shaddai. Abba, Daddy, Father. Now, the first thing we need to understand between ourselves and the divine, between ourselves and our God, is the intimacy between us. And, 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 and it is so intimate that, that you can't separate one from the other. You know, in, in, in Spanish, I was very surprised to learn, you know, in, in Spanish, in Portuguese, in French, in Italian, we've got the formal, and we've got the familiar. Or the formal in Spanish is usted. Huh? Uh, and the familiar is tú, you, usted, tú. And in Spanish, everybody, one-eighth of an inch above you is always formal and usted. My daughter-in-law to this day still refers to me. She can't say tú to me. She can't do it. It's, o padrecito, usted, formal. And yet, when they pray to God, it's two, It's informal. It's intimate. It's close. So the first thing we need to understand is there is not any separation between us and the divine we, we know this in our head, but, but to feel that in the depth of our heart is something that we are called to remind ourselves of every day. As a matter of fact, even in English, you know, we, we try to modernize the Our Father. We never did, did we? Because in English, thy, thou, thine is familiar. It's the familiar form. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom. And so the first thing we need to understand in our prayer is first, it's close. It's close. Let, let, and and let, let your kingdom come. Let, let that which you want become the great reality. And then we go into what the, the Mexicans called manda promesa. And he says, we, we, we will forgive people. Well, well, first of all, we ask that you forgive us. And, and if you forgive us... And even if you don't, we, we, we will try to forgive people. Forgive us those who owe us debts, and we will forget the debts of those who owe us. You know, like I said, in Spanish, it's manda promesa. You make a you make a demand, manda, you ask for something, and then you make a promise. Lord, if, if I win the lottery, 50% is yours. <laughs> yeah? And you win the lottery, and you go, did I say 50 or did I say 5, you know? I heard the story of a guy who was, hadn't been to church in, in years, and, and he's starting to feel a little bit guilty about it, but not quite enough. And, and, and he was driving around one day, and, and he saw uh, he had to go to a meeting, and, and, and the street was completely filled. There was no place to park at all. And he says, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm making you a promise. If, if, if you find me a parking space, I'm not going to go to church Sunday, I'm going to go to church every day next week at that very moment. The car pulled out. He pulled in. And he said, never mind, Lord. I found one by myself. <laughs> That's us. I got it. I got, I've got this. It is good to ask. And even for the small stuff's. Even for the the cars and and the security and, oh, for health, for crying out loud, of course. Almost every petitionary prayer that we pray, uh, especially during the week, is for the health of someone that we love. And how much of God's work, how much of Jesus's work was was touching those who petitioned Him to make them whole, to heal them? And of course, the reason for the outer healing was always to move towards the inner healing as well—the healing of the the whole person. Today we've got Abraham and this great story. It's an amazing story, and and the wonderful, best thing about the story is the intimacy, because he's. He's 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 fighting with God. He's bargaining with God. He's buttering him up. He's doing everything he can to save the people that he wants. And of course we know how this ends. It doesn't end really well. But the important part is that he feels intimate enough with the divine, close enough with the divine to ask the divine for what he wants. And so Jesus is saying today, ask. It's okay. It's okay to, to petition. Now, every prayer, and we've been told this since we were little kids, and these are the things that those of you who were teachers taught your little kids, every prayer is heard. And every prayer is not only heard, every prayer is answered, even the sloppy ones. But it may not be answered in the way that we want. We were all familiar with uh, with that beautiful poem Prayer that was left by the Confederate soldier who asked for all fine kinds of things and he asked for health and he asked for victory and he asked for honors and, and he says he says, "Nothing that I ever asked for I got, except for everything that I ever hoped for. I asked for all things that I might enjoy life. and I was given life that I might enjoy all things. God answers yes. Sometimes God answers no. Most of the time I think God answers, let's wait. Let's carry it for a little bit. Let's see. Uh, But they are always answered and always answered for our good. And that's what Jesus is trying to say so clearly today in the second half of this gospel. God knows what is good for us. God knows much better what we need than what than we even begin to say. And even before it's on our mouth, God knows our needs. And no pr- if no prayer goes unanswered, it will be for our good. And so he is saying unreservedly. And he's saying to do two things. One, to have expectant faith. Expect your prayer to be heard. Not answered in maybe the way you want it to, but expect it to be heard. And the woman who was hemorrhaging for all those years walked up to Jesus and touched him with expectant faith. Hundreds of people were all around him touching him. Nothing. But when she touched him with that expectant faith, the power went forth from her. That's why she was healed. And the other is, he's saying it so clearly today be persistent. Be persistent. You ask and ask and ask why because i promise you this i promise you this is a promise of the lord nothing's wasted in the economy of god nothing is wasted i promise you this ask and you'll receive seek and you'll find knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives and everyone who knocks the door is open and everyone who seeks will find and he, he says it twice because we need to hear it twice, and then he goes on to tell what kind of a parent would give their child a, a scorpion when they ask for an egg. Now, now if, if you and all of your weak, wickedness and foibles know what's best for your children, we want the very best for our kids. We will step in front of a bus for our kids. How much more your heavenly Father will give you what? When all is said and done, what can God give us? Maybe not it's a little red wagon. Maybe it's not the Mercedes Benz. What can God give us? The only thing that God can give us is what is in her purse. And what is in her purse? What is in the purse of the divine? Mercy, love, forgiveness, kindness, compassion, Well, Jesus put it in one, two little words, the Holy Spirit. The only thing God can give us is God. Now, when we have that, now we have everything. Now, we do have the power to enjoy all things. I wanted all things that I might be able to enjoy. You have given me life that I might be able to enjoy all things. And whose life is it that dwells in us? The divine life. So we can't go wrong. I mean, we really can't go wrong. I never tired telling uh, children whose parents are dying and they are fretting that they are praying wrong or they're they're doing it wrong. And I said, at this stage in their life and at this stage in yours, you can't make a mistake. You're doing it with love. You're just fine. And no matter what prayer that prayer may be, and I can remember the first time and my father was in such agony as he was dying of colon cancer, I can remember saying, Lord, please take him, take him. And I I was a young man at that time, and so I just caught my breath, and I said, what kind of a son are you to pray such a terrible prayer? That's a beautiful prayer. That's the prayer for which we were born. And the prayer of letting go. Every prayer is heard. Every prayer is answered. God really does write straight with crooked lines. All the ups and the downs, the good things and the bad things, the the, the fulfillments and the disappointments, they're all, all part of the deal. And the divine deal brings everything together in a beautiful symphony order. Our joy is to enter into it, to live it, to enjoy it, to pray, always.